and welcome to Run Planet. This is episode 12. This is your host, Arthurs Bregas. And today we're going to talk about um, the mistakes, I guess, that everybody makes in uh, training, in their running career, and how we can um, improve and not make them. Very simple, right? Um, when it comes to mistakes, uh, I've made them all. From my early high school days, college days, uh, post-collegiate days, um, just so many mistakes. Uh, it's incredible. I could write a book about it. <laughs> I laugh about it now, you know, because I'm a little bit wiser now. But, you know, it's uh, you always got to laugh about some things that you make, you know. Uh, so maybe you can learn some some things. And uh, they always say, learn from the mistake of others, okay? That's what makes you smart. So if you can learn something from this podcast, that would be great. Um, I think, like, number one thing that everybody i guess mistakes that everybody really that i personally made a lot was just overtraining um really just a definition of overtraining is just it's so easy to get overtrained and and and, and the reason why people overtrain and uh, is because you you think more is always better but that's rarely the case to be honest with you it always ends up biting you back um Overtraining, you know, it's just, just always hammering and, and never like having like a certain purpose for your training program. Um, so honestly, I could just say like I've, I've been, I probably overtrained a lot of my years. I think the first time I probably started doing things a little bit better was lower than last two years. And I've really kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. Um, I remember even last year, you know, in an order for me to 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 start something different a few years ago i, I had to, you know i i had to hire a coach and you know every, i think everybody needs a coach so it was re- realistically you know like it it helped me to hold me back because i would always be doing more than i needed to and and if there's nobody out there that sees that it's going to hunt you back in in whether it's races or training so i think it's just like Overtraining is just doing more than you actually should at the stage that you are. So, for example, I like I'll give you an example that um, uh, let's take example for my wife who runs marathon. Right, this is her. Uh, she's just starting her f- fourth full year of running. Right, so she started running in two thousand seventeen, uh, and she has a best of two thirty seven and one fourteen for the half. And every year, I've just kind of added a little bit mileage to her, okay? Just a little bit, not much. So if this would have been me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I got to do 120 miles a week, you know, just to, that's what everybody's doing, me in old days. So, um, but now with me being much wiser and, and having a lot of mistakes and experience that, I've, that I have right now, um, like they say, age is wisdom, right? Um that we always build her training very slowly, like every year, maybe the first year, to be honest, like first year she started running, I think we got her up to like, I don't even know what she was, maybe 50, 50 miles, you know, 60, maybe 50, I would say, and the second year was maybe like 70, 65, then it was 70 the next, and now more like 80, 85 sometimes, so it's more like, on average, usually, um, 
I, I like to progress and the way to see if your body's ready for it. That's why you have to kind of like, you have to know like how your body is responding to any training program. Um, anybody, I honestly, when I talk about that overtraining thing, to be honest with you, the most important thing in any good training program, my coach always told me, is to get to the starting line healthy. That is the number one job of any training program to get to the starting line healthy and think about that right uh number one priority of every training program right because if you don't get to the starting line healthy the whole program is a failure right so i always say this it is better to train uh, uh you know if you're going to take something out of this on this overtraining aspect less is better and I don't mean you go take days off many and then don't run anything. I don't mean like that. What I mean is like if you many times in training, if you just get the 80, 85% done of the main thing on some days, 90, be home. I mean, be happy and go home. Like that's it. Don't try to, I was thinking today, it was like one day I was running tempo run and our tempo intervals and I was like, wow, it feels so easy. Even on a third or fourth rep, you know, I'm still doing the benefits. I'm looking at my heart rate. Everything's there. Everything's perfect. The pace is there. But like the effort feels like really light. And I was thinking, hmm, maybe I should start picking up the pace. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. Enjoy the day, right? You you got, you're, you're hitting the desired benefit. You Everything is happening. You're actually not, uh, feeling so easy. And you're not always going to feel like that, right? So it's like everything is happening. So that doesn't mean just because something feels easy that you need to go out there and, and turn into the tempo or into a race or what what else, you know. So really just enjoy your just the days that it all flows and don't change anything to it, you know. So yeah, an overtraining aspect there. I think if you write things down, everything what you do every day, and then you also have another person that looks over that, whether it's your coach, um, whether it's your friend, I don't, I don't care, somebody else that understands running, even if three minds is better than one mind, okay, um, somebody might not see something else, and somebody might see something, it's just kind of like knowing your, your, your whole program, and just knowing that, like, okay, you know, what are you trying to do, you know, and especially, um, for high school and college people, I see a lot of times, um, I just see a lot of frustrated athletes a lot of times and, and it reminds me of the days when I was frustrated and uh, you know and, and a lot of times you know how athletes take their frustration out by running or racing workouts even harder or just putting it down like just going really hard so just think about it. if you're if you're like in high school or in college and, and and you're struggling with something right you're in this training when something is going Uh, when something is going wrong um, in training, right? It's like you have to kind of like you have to know like uh, what's going on in in your training, right? So something's going wrong. You want to a lot of times people just want to go out there and just hit it hard again, like pull it back. Look at your notes. You know, going out there and hammering more is not going to be the problem, okay? A lot of times people run into iron issues or overtraining issues or whatever issues is. But the only way to, to really 
move on is to accept the problem that you have, right? If you're overtrained, we've all been there before, and I've been there before. And the only thing that you can do when you're severely overtrained is to take time off. And that's the best thing that you can do. And then and you have to restart everything from zero. So um, please, you know, try to not get to the point where you are overtraining like crazy because it's going to bite you, you know, it's going to bite you. And how you can not overtrain is by just training optimally. That is for you. What is optimally for you and what is optimally for me are different things. Somebody that's been running for 15 years has a, you know, has a total different training tolerance than somebody who's been running for three years. So really train optimally. And, and I always monitor, like I say, monitor your resting heart rate in the morning, your standing heart rate, your excitement for running, how your body's responding to injuries, um, you know, just nutrition, sleep, and all those good things. Like monitor all that. The more data you have, the more likely that you will be able to catch any issues that arise. Um, or if you feel like you're, you can't breathe or like your legs are heavy. I mean, I remember that's iron issues. That's right away. And a lot of times you get it in high school and in college. And it's more, it's more issue in girls, I would say. But I've seen it in, in, in men as well, or boys, whatever you want to call. Like I've had it before too. So it's, kind of like really not fun training when you're iron deficient and the only way to get that thing back is to like you said to supplement on iron and you know take about and again this is you know my my previous experience so of course you have to um, talk to your doctor whoever it is whatever you know i always just take 83 milligrams or 100 milligrams iron every day for the last 10 years whether i need it or i don't because I know that I'm always running 90 to 100 mile a week and I'm going to altitude a lot. So I don't want to mess with not being able to run and lose three months. So, and you know, like I said, iron absorption is, 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 is ex extremely important because a lot, a lot of times as runners that we run all the time, we, we, we sweat and we, we, we just run so much that it's very difficult to get all the iron possibly with just food. Um, maybe if you're eating a lot of liver and, um, kale and things like that, but it's so difficult just to get it all. So I just supplement, uh, with iron all the time. It's like a multivitamin and I don't ever run into these issues of like, uh, heavy legs. Uh, when you get up, you're a little bit dizzy sometimes. I mean, you go, the number one thing to do is go measure. If you feel like in training, like you're experiencing those issues. Okay, if you're experiencing those issues, then you go to, I think there's like clinics where you can measure it and measure your um, ferritin. That's number one thing, ferritin. People, iron too, but ferritin is the most important thing. That's the stores that you you have of iron. So that the ferritin is low, there's a certain number. I think it's from like, they'll, you'll get a number from like something like from 20 to 300. And I always try to go in hundreds anytime especially if you're going to consider to go into into if you're going to go to altitude i don't even go to altitude if my ferritin is not 100 i forget it you know because it's like it's a waste you're not going to adapt you're not going to get the red blood cells it's just useless so um just know that what that is and when you feel great i always also always go to clinics even sometimes if i feel great 
I want to find out, oh, I'm feeling great in training. Let's go get my blood work done. So that way I have a parameter of like, oh, I see my hemoglobin is this, my my ferritin is, is this, and my iron stores is this, and so on. So, so I have idea what I need to be around to feel great. So anytime I'm not feeling great, I can also go there and check, and then I will know what I need to do in order to improve. But realistically... Um, it's a simple solution, but that's just works for me. I don't know about you, you know, a multivitamin uh, that has an iron. Uh, remember, you're only going to absorb 10% of it. So if you take 83 milligrams of iron, you're only going to observe, you know, not all of that. So I think it's nothing in danger to take iron, especially if you know you're iron deficient and, and, and you run a lot of mileage. So really that's something that's extremely important and, and i don't feel like nobody talks about it and it's like i just feel so many athletes out there like struggling through workouts and like just you know it's, you go you to the to the doctor you go to your doctor so um so yeah that's the that's probably the reason number two where we have um um, being iron deficient uh, so really take care of that if you feel like you're um, you struggle with that part and there's nothing more frustrating than that then it's a simple solution to be honest with you so um, please take care of your your you run a lot of high mileage uh, take care of your iron issues uh, so that you that way it doesn't interfere with your training um, so that's number three reason more mistakes that I think that if I if I think back is racing too much. I think a lot of us love racing, and there's nothing wrong with uh, racing like all the time, or or some people like it more or less. But um, it is. I was racing a lot of marathons, and I think it was just running racing a lot of marathons and racing a lot of five k's are two different things. You can recover from the five k's, you know, so you're pretty good. But um, from marathons if you're gonna race marathons and, and it's just not as easy you know there's few people that are really excellent at it and it doesn't affect them like Yuki Kawauchi and things like that but uh, you know he's also a 208 guy so but I think if you there's just certain people that are just better at it like I think I always used to just say you know what I love the marathon and I just got ever ever since I did the first one I just got so into it then like I didn't see like the whole purpose of like maybe what I want to do now in the race and things like that um so I ended up you know when it's all said and done I'm sitting I'm sitting here and I've run more than 45 marathons and I'm thinking to myself wow somebody's like you've been running for 30 years I'm like no I've been running for I started running my first marathon in, in um 2012 or something like that 2011 I don't even remember and here I am, nine years later, sitting with 44 marathons. I hope that's, uh, like you said, not gonna bite me in uh, in my, you know, in the future. But I think I'm okay. I I don't have many injuries and things like that. I've I've been pretty relatively injury free like through all my career. Um, so, but I do say, you know, if you're gonna learn something, don't race as much. Uh, devote some time for training and you know go through training programs you know peak for a few races here and there and 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 just become you know go year after year become better um so racing 
should you know is is something that a lot of people everybody loves racing i love racing you know some but actually there's some people that don't like racing and i think else that's also the problem but you you have to love right the only way you're really going to get your best performance is is by racing so i think there's people that just you know want to sit out there prepare and go out there for two three races and call it a season and a lot of times they do very good um and there's a lot of people that maybe like to do run a little bit more maybe run six to seven races in the, in the training cycle and they also do very good uh just get a little bit more tricky when you're when you're trying to race all the time and uh, you run, run one marathon next thing you know you're preparing for another and another and another and so on so uh, so i think if if you if you will build a, in your training program and things like that try to you know be pretty modest with racing and and if you want to really get that one good performance um so um another thing that i think a lot of people they take things uh, i guess i wouldn't say too serious but sometimes just like you get they gotta hit certain pace certain days it's just like it's not like that the body doesn't work like that to be honest with you when you go out there for your runs whether it's speed workout tempo run anything an easy day you know just let the mind be open like the body will tell you what pace the run is going to be yes you have an idea where you want to be yes we all have but don't be a slave to to go in certain pace and then you know the whole time and knowing oh i have to be at 620 today because that's what the book says or that's what this and this listen listen to your body you know, always start slow and it will tell you where you're heading that day that's what i've definitely learned in the last um you know in the last 15 years or so um don't be also don't be afraid to take a day off here and there um i've learned to just not you know just to, if like i remember it was a few days ago like i was supposed to go for a second run and you know what that day i was like i don't really feel like it and and it's not a lazy thing it's just i didn't really feel like going for it and listen i don't i go for all my runs and uh, i've been averaging about 85 to 90 miles for the last 18 weeks so i'm not a lazy person by any means but i i i do read my body signal it was a bit tired or you know it was it didn't want to run so i just took an evening off and i felt back good the next day i went for my two runs and i was back to normal so just kind of like yeah be be um be open-minded uh take a day off here and there sometimes when you need it um so i mean that's that's called reading your body signals day off uh, and it's not like you're going to be taking day offs all the time but sometimes you just need a day off there's no any other solution day off will do the will will do the trick okay uh, especially if you know that your fitness is there and you're doing real good um and another thing is um a lot of times we when we when we race right or when we're training for something we get in this real good shape so i want to talk about like how to hold back in training when your shape is really good meaning that when you're in really good shape it's very easy to just hammer it or really go fast a lot of times and and you have to have patience of just holding it back in order when your race arrives to be fresh. Uh, I remember just 
a long time ago we used to just realistically when the shape is good sometimes you can just go and hammer workouts but uh, in last over last few years I've really learned to more like not come out of the workouts where I'm not exhausted and never let a workout defeat me as of in before I mean I've had workouts where like it would totally totally defeat me I think I'll tell you one of the worst workouts I've ever done in my life coached by myself I, I, I assigned that workout to myself well incredible if I think about it now and it was like a, a Renata Konova coach inspired workout I remember in 2013 when I was training for a marathon I had like a 30 mile day where I did like I did like 10k in the morning moderate then I did 10, like then I did 14k fast then I came back in the evening I did the same thing oh man I think I had I was at like 30 miles or 50k for, for the day and I was so I could call it trashed I mean I was I was able to do the workout right but it instead of the workout giving me a huge boost in fitness it totally defeated me and I never ran a PR that that whole spring I mean I was total toast um, and I've seen so many times where people, I go on a track or I've been around and seeing other people running and stuff like that. And, and I've seen like high school kids running, um, 65 second quarters that had no business running 65 second quarters. Uh, I'm, you know, I mean, incredible. Like somebody that runs like 17 or 18 minute 5k can hammer 65 second quarters. I mean, imagine this is like 420 mile pace. For somebody that you know struggling to run at five five forty pace uh, for three miles, and so realistically, when you go do your workouts, you know you just have to know what what's your current shape, and do your workouts as a you know what you're capable of doing based on your fitness. Okay, it does me no good to go out there. Anybody, hey, listen, when you're in good shape, I can even go out there on a the track right now. Let's say somebody says, you know. Let's do quarters. Okay, 16 quarters. Uh, I can do them at 65, no problems, right? With one minute rest. But, like, am I? should I be doing them at 65? That's the question you should be asking yourself. Like, like, what's the benefit of this workout? Is 65, like, is it my pace or it's too fast? You know? Or you have to ask yourself just because it's sometimes, you know, you want to work out to help you, not to, like, finish you. Alright, so that's what I'm talking about. Every, every, everything is about building, building and building. Sometimes, to be honest with you, the best training programs are the ones that, um, and now this is another topic that I want to talk about. The best training programs are the ones that just don't have any killer workout, but are just so consistent. From like day one to the, to the last day. And uh, those are the best. The, and the reason why is... is, is I, there's people that think that, you know, there's a certain kind of workout they have to do in order to, like, go to the race and be, and get this confidence from. I honestly, I used to be one of those runners where there was, like, a certain thing that I said to myself, you know what, I got to be able to do this and this so I can do that. And it was just, and now I think about it, I was like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not sure about all that. I think it's more important to be consistent in your training, Right? Then to, re to to think that one or two magical workouts are going to put you in amazing shape. So, and, and it's also better because it's like, if you're more consistent, you can 
like you say, you're training optimally, right? And then all that adds up, that long run every seven days, every week, every week, week after week, it adds up. That tempo run every week, every week, it adds up, okay? That speed workout every Tuesday, and adds up. Next thing you know, you put 18 weeks together, and now you have like 18 tempo runs, 18 speed workouts, and 18 long runs. Now you got fitness, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Stringing it all together and, and, and having the enthusiasm to be able to still have the excitement and, and sustainability in your training program. So like to be excited every single week. I'm in like week 20, 18, 19 or whatever since the whole coronavirus started. And I'm just still excited as I was in week one, if not more. Okay, there are days here and there, whatever, right? It's 90 degrees. Who is excited that you have to do a tempo in 90 degrees? Nobody. But I don't look at it like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take a day off or I'm going to try to go when it's 9 p.m. You know, I'm going to go whatever time. I, if it's hot, it's hot. What are you going to do about it? You know, like mental training, right? You In a race, it's going to be hot. You're going to have to know how to deal with it. So go out there and, you know, do your workouts and just deal with it. Like mental tough just become tough okay so um and remember um also after your main workouts you know it, just enjoy the easy days honestly go out there and like run easy and 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 no book can tell you what your easy pace is to be honest with you your body is the only thing that can tell you that your easy pace is you will know how you feel course you got your other things that I always use you know you perceive the effort heart rate monitor whatever but never forget what your body is telling you all the time so um, another advice I want to give maybe for the people that are going into college uh, I remember when I was my age maybe in second year or third year in college is to really just not get caught up so much in, in this numbers game and, and just really just uh, enjoying running uh and really not 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 going as fast as your teammates are going i think the biggest mistake in a lot of times is uh and not all colleges there are there are a lot of good colleges and a lot of great runners that come out of a lot of colleges that are doing the right things and, and they have an understanding uh so unfortunately i was never part of like uh college system where i've had you know um great um my, many many fast teammates and great um, I guess distance squad that knew and a go get great system so uh, to be honest with you that's why I've always as a coach I've always wanted to like I when I when I used to coach I, and I coached a, a couple colleges um, coach with my uh, friend Paul Zavala at Robin Morris University and uh, those are good years we had there and we basically we did not make any we of course we learned but we did we tried to do a very good job with our athletes and of course we got that we never had much talent but we, we achieved everything from those uh athletes and even more um so we definitely learned from our college days too to easy means easy you know and things like that so uh uh, that's very important I guess um, I know we've been kind of going on and on but uh, I think it's important to just sometimes you know to 
to think about things that can make you a better runner okay so not overtraining is for number one you know do less less is better um and write and remember it is better to write like a four-year plan for yourself or something where do i want to be in four years where do i want to be this year and so on everything's planned you know and then and pick a program that you can sustain every day you can everybody has like everybody's got a threshold in terms of how much they can um handle before you break down and stay below that threshold and i'm not saying one week out of year you can you can go a little bit higher right but just know exactly how much you've gone past it okay because a lot of times people just go 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 and then boom i'm injured i'm out for six weeks boom 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 so it's because you're not reading your body signals okay read your signals what your body is telling you back back down okay um sometimes even i i if you don't read it if you pick a good training program you not necessarily need a down week um but honestly if you think you might be on the edge of overtraining and doing a little bit too much i would suggest you take a every fourth week you cut your mileage into like almost half and just let the body refresh and then see how you react from it um but uh like I said, li- learn to listen to your body, and the Kenyans are great at it. The Kenyans are the best at it. They 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 don't mind going ten minute pace in the evening, and they don't mind going like no, five twenty at altitude in the morning when they have to. They know how their body is feeling. Okay, so be more like have a more variety in your training too. Um, I think a lot of times people get like, I think they get so so obsessed with numbers and like you know my coach told me i gotta do this and this and this and that exactly and it's just like no the body does not know that your numbers okay you don't need to know exactly just go with the body uh there's anybody that's excellent at this is is my wife uh okay she's just good at so good at like you know i do i do put a heart rate monitor on her um just because I think I can control more of the training if she is making making going too fast or too slow I can see it as of before you know like oh how do you feel oh good good you know so now I can see another aspect of, of feedback so uh, that's why I think uh, for for a lot of you guys if you if you feel like you've been overtraining or if you feel like you're pushing too hard on like easy days and things like that I'm telling you right now that you should get a heart rate monitor because uh, and understand just because you get one and you don't know how to use it that's not gonna help you either you have to know how to use it I mean it's pretty basic but if you've never used it before it's, even the basic could be confusing you put on a heart rate monitor you if you know your maximum heart rate you calculate your zones and you and you do all your training based on that and we're gonna talk about that in a different uh, different episode but I just feel like it's like a lot of times I think I don't know if it's true or not, but I think a lot of times why people don't want to use heart rate monitor because it's going to not allow them to run with their friends. What do I mean by that? Is is I know, you know, if it says an easy day and everybody knows that, you know, it's seventy to seventy-five percent, for example, on a heart rate monitor, right? And for some people, they realize that wow, that's gonna be really slow for me. Well, well, here's that. Here's the number one thing that 
that what I what just is extremely shocking for me. If you know you're you're basically gonna be slow, right, at seventy five percent, then you that that means you know that you've been training way too hard all the time, where you don't know where your body just goes on moderate zone all the time. So isn't wouldn't that be a wonderful thing to actually just train alone and then not be overtrained and be faster in races? Um, I know a lot of you guys enjoy the aspect of training in groups and training with your friends, but but it, sometimes you really got to be, number one priority is yourself. So if you want to be good at something, for example, you know, if you want to run that PR in, in, in a 5K or PR in an 8K cross-country course or whatever you PR in a marathon, anything, you have to do a lot of your training alone. And, and if if you have the availability with other people, then make sure that your training aligns with their training so that you're actually training every day because there, there's two different things between training and running anybody can go out there run i can i can call people right now uh we go for like 60 minutes easy running right i mean but it, it's it's more like know exactly what you're going to do every day and even if i have something on a schedule and somebody else has something else i'm not gonna go run with them like yeah i like their company yeah i wouldn't mind talking to them but what's gonna benefit me is that i go out and do what i have to do okay there might be on a different day of their training sometimes you can align a tempo run or something together but here's the reason i don't need anybody to do a tempo run with think about it like tempo run is i'm gonna have my own pace somebody's gonna have their own pace i'm not trying to race in a tempo run so the only time that you know we can train together i mean we yeah, come together would be really on recovery jogs i for sure know that everybody can come together on recovery jogs where we're going like eight thirty nine minute pace uh, I, I i for sure know that even i'd go in a 10 pace if we have to right whatever for sure everybody can go so slow and enjoy that's the only thing but other than that you know like i i don't like this is me personally I don't like training in, 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 in a group a lot unless we're doing the same thing or but it just always ends up like you know I feel like I have to go their pace they feel like they have to go my pace there's just too much like other stress it's like it's, no other human is gonna make me go faster okay so I don't need in an example their, their help or something like that there's people that say oh I cannot run alone I need others well to me I was like learn to if you learn to run with just by yourself you're gonna be a great runner and then when you do have a group it's just gonna feel much much easier because you can be like oh wow I have other people but uh, if you learn from beginning to be to become good by yourself you'll never have any issues and like I said you can control your training how slow and stuff you want to go even I don't run together with my wife a lot of times because my even though we might both be going for easy paces or easy days the only time we'll probably end up running together is on those really easy, how I said, total recovery days where it's like, I don't care if I'm going 8.30 pace or whatever and, and, and she's fine with going 8.30 pace too. But like on her easy day, she might be going 7.30 pace, 7.40 on a regular easy day and I might be in a morning run and I might be going like 7 flat or 7.10. So you see, it's like, it not always aligns and... uh yeah, we'll just ditch each other. She goes left, I go right. I go do my thing, she goes do her thing. Because we know what we have to do in training, right? So that's why when you're training with your friends and stuff like that, 
just understand if you're devoting time to becoming a better runner you cannot afford to go faster than you need to on your easy day because you're just breaking that stress and recovery cycle you know peer pressure don't 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 fall far into that so uh, plan your training run with your friends if, if if they're if you guys are all on the same page i think that's cool but a lot of times in college that on high school that's never the case it's never the case i don't know why but it's uh, a lot of times it's like temperance become like some kind of racist and then everybody gets too excited because they actually think they did a tempo run but then they never they then they calculate their paces and then they never can hit that in the races that means what you did was not really a tempo run okay uh, so really just like and when you're doing for example your temperance you know focus on like being like what do you think your best tempo for that day? You know, sometimes maybe you can run your tempo run at like um, your half marathon pace, right? Whatever that is. But maybe, maybe if it's hot outside, maybe if you're tired, maybe that day you're it's like twenty seconds slower uh, in your your tempo pace, and you go ahead and do it, and then you should be happy with it. So understand that that each day is just getting a little bit whatever you can. Some days you're gonna get more. From the body and some days again you get less but you know what at the end of the day if you're trying to become a better runner i'm telling you right now from what i learned and i just wish everybody just the best uh there's so many good runners out there and realistically if we can just share all our experiences and help each other i don't see why not uh i'm always so excited when somebody does good um you know because at, at the end of the day i know how hard people are working everybody's trying to do their best as a runner so to me, it's exciting um, to see uh, people being at their at their best. And there's nothing more exciting for me to to see that. So, anyways, well, thanks for listening to this episode. I know we went kind of like long. We talked a little bit about few topics and th- stuff of overtraining, some iron issues and things like that, and then you know how to go easy when you need to go easy. How to not fall for the, that peer pressure and things like that of, of training runs and how to not race as much, okay? And at, at the end of the day, guys, uh, just enjoy the whole journey. And you can take running as far as you want to take it, okay? And you, you, there is no telling how good you can become. You know, you have to believe in yourself. You have to, you know, remember this. It's not a one-year sport. It's not a two-year sport. This is a lifetime sport. So, um really just don't rush enjoy the process and uh, and just try to do your best so i hope you guys have enjoyed i hope everybody's finished this week with their mileage or everybody's about to start next week and remember just week by week day by day month by month and that's how you're gonna get to where you want and there will be obstacles yes there will be but it is your job to document all your training and make sure that you can uh, have as many uh, as less as possible obstacles in your way as a runner by doing everything that you can control on your side so have a good sunday and have a great training week next week and turn back for more podcasts next week and this is run planet and this is your host arthur's breakers